0: One day each of us will close our eyes for the final time. Our hearts will slowly cease to beat and our last breath will whisper through silent lips as we leave this existence behind. Yet is this truly the end? Do we simply cease to be as the last spark races from our brains along cooling neurons to its final destination in oblivion? Or does the part of us that is uniquely our own continue beyond the gray? Is there existence beyond the temporal, and if so, what mysteries might that existence hold? There are those who would have us believe that our lives end with our final tomorrow, that the physical world is both our beginning and ultimate end. There are also those who reject this explanation, instead contending that the physical world is simply one aspect of an existence which may stretch on through eternity. For now, we are left to wonder if the strange apparitions are a product of our feverish minds, or if ghosts do haunt the fringes of the material world. The ultimate truth may lie somewhere between, unknown to us, until we each pass beyond that veil. And between our searching eyes and that veil lies a path that leads us to the shadows of legend. Hello, this is Charles Romans, your host for Shadows of Legend. And today we're speaking with Debbie Gibbon, originally from the Chicago area, but currently she lives in Florida. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you, Charlie?
0: I'm doing well so far. So I understand that you have a several paranormal experiences that you'd like to share with us today.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Where would you like me to start? Just pick one at random and, well, and share it?
0: Usually I ask people, what was your first brush with the paranormal or the strange and out of the ordinary?
1: Okay, let me think. The first time, I was 13 years old, and it wasn't really paranormal, but a strange dream happened. I dreamed this dream, the same dream. Yes. I had this reoccurring dream, and I'll tell you what it was in a minute. It had stopped, and I would completely forgotten about it. It's kind of a deja vu thing, and then it occurred in real life. And as it was happening, I didn't know beforehand that it was going to happen. And as it happened, I got this awe moment and it was like, oh my goodness, I dreamt this. I dreamt this. And it was very overwhelming, but I, I thought, oh, well, you know. And it was something very simple. My one friend was, how can I say it? She, it's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> she, She was looking for a sweater to wear to go out. And she asked me if I knew where it was, and I'm like, yeah. And I thought, in that that at, at that point, when I said yeah, I, I was like, this I dreamt this whole thing, this this whole segment right here. And I don't know how much more of it I dreamt, but that's what came to me that I dreamt it. And it was real. It was like, oh my goodness. And I'm trying to think after that.
0: So, how much time elapsed uh, between the time you first had the dream and when you experienced that in in real life?
1: Well, see, that's that's the funny thing. I completely forgot about that dream until I walked through it. it. Might have been a day or two later. I see. My mom called it walking through my dreams, and that occurred a few times. But the the very first time I had I had a let's see, ghost, if you will, spiritual encounter was when my father passed. I was 17 years old and he had brain cancer and it was very hard because he went from this strong rock of a man down to like a vegetable because back in those times they didn't really have much to do with cancer. It was almost like a death sentence and by the time they took most of it out, he was a vegetable. Anyway, long story short, he couldn't talk for a long time. And I think, like, this is how I think, because after he died, we're all sitting in my grandma's kitchen, and all of a sudden, I, I get this overwhelming feeling that my dad's there. And, I, and, and I'm like, mm, okay, I think to myself, I'm looking around, nobody else seems to feel him. And then all of a sudden, our little dog starts barking in the corner, barking, 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 barking. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, this, this thought comes through my mind. And my dad, but it wasn't his voice, it was my voice I see. coming through my mind. But I knew it was him talking, because he says, why is everybody crying? What's going on here? And... I didn't think he knew he was he had passed because you know he was in that state for so long. I'm thinking maybe he just thought he came out of a dream. And I told him, I says, I says, Dad, they're crying because you're dead. In my mind, I'm saying, I'm thinking all this. And he says, he says, What's wrong with the dog? The dog's barking at me. The dog can see me. I said, Yeah, but Dad, you're gone. you have you you died. Well, how come you can understand me, or how come you can hear me? And I just said, I don't know, but I can. I just I don't know, but I can. That was the very first time. And I wasn't scared, but it was kind of it was kind of surreal, like, you know, and I was like, Oh, okay. And then when he was when he was ill, my grandma kept telling him, Joe, I wish you would just call me Ma. Just call me Ma, because that's how he called his mother. Yes. And of course he couldn't talk, so he didn't. And then that same night I'm in my bed and I hear my grandma, Deborah, because that's me. Is that you? And I'm like, no, Grandma, what's the matter? And then she came into my room and she says, oh, your dad just called me Ma. Ah. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. See, he talked. She heard him outright, though. I said, oh, okay. So then I thought but I was only 17, that I would be brave enough for him to speak to me, you know? Right. Out with words. So I'm laying in my bed, and I'm praying, and I'm asking him, please, Daddy, come to me. Please, Daddy, come to me. I'll be, I'm not afraid. I'll be okay. So all of a sudden, I hear this whisper in my ear, hi, and I just about lost it. I couldn't deal with it. And I said, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. So he didn't. He just stayed in my thoughts. I see. And well, well, know, that was, uh, hmm?
0: Communications like that, there's precedent for that. There's been numerous reports where people have communicated with a recently deceased family member both uh you Mm -hmm. know in in dreams and in the waking world as well
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um and that was october of 77 i was a senior in high school i was 17 years old and around um december i went shopping with my girlfriend and uh i had spent most of my money so i really didn't have much and she wanted to stop at this do you guys have buber team yes yeah, so she wanted to stop at Burger King and get a little, you know, a little bit to eat. So I was like, okay. So I checked my money. I only had, I barely had enough money for uh, a drink, right? So I kept saying to my dad, "Oh, Dad, oh, i have I, I no, I, let me, see. let me check that back." I walked into the thing, and all I could think of was a quarter pounder with cheese. And 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 I heard my dad say, "Is that what you want?" And I said, "I said no, yeah, but I don't have any money for that. I only have money f- for a drink." And then he didn't say anything, but I kept saying, "You know, I wish I could have the quarter pounder with cheese." And then he said, "Once again, are you sure that's what you want?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, not even thinking anything of it, because by the time that happened, we were already in co- communication in my mind. Yes, yeah. it was almost like an ongoing thing. So then our order comes. And it was bagged, and my friend starts taking the food out. And she says, this isn't our order. And I says, why? And before she could say, I says, oh, is there a quarter pounder with cheese in there? And she says, yeah, how'd you know that? And I said, oh, I just knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you ever explain that to your friend?
1: No, <laughs> I should have, but I was, I was too afraid. I didn't. But I, I, oh, I'm oh, i thinking of another story, too. When my grandmother passed, I was 26 at that time, and I had married, and I had a little daughter. She was like a year old, and she was in her bed sleeping. And all of a sudden, during the night, I hear this noise going on, you know, like someone knocking something over. So I get up, I walk over, and I, my grandmother has, I see her. She has her back to me. And she's and she's a Polish woman from Poland, so she has her accent and she says, Get out, that means get out of here, cat. And growing up, my grandma <laughs> couldn't stand cats, you know? And I forgot to mention we we had a cat. And the cat runs out of the room. And I'm like, you know, looking, and all of a sudden my grandma turns around and she's like scared because she didn't know how I would react because she remember, Oh, I think I must have told her about my dad. Oh, no, couldn't have. She must have just known. But I told her in my mind, I said, Are you worried that I'm afraid of you? And she, she shook her head up and down. I said, Don't worry, Grandma. I'm fine. And she smiled and then she just faded away.
0: Well, that' that's an interesting visitation, and uh, it, you know it's worth noting too, that the cat, of course, was aware of her, so animals typically have more heightened senses along those lines, especially cats.
1: Mm, okay, yeah, because see, I told, my, I told my husband, and he he, he was like, "Well, you, you must have dreamed that, but I did not dream it. I swear I got I woke up. I know I was not dreaming. I woke up from sleep and walked over there and saw my grandma. So Hello? if
0: you didn't have any uh, previous uh, instances of sleepwalking, then, you know, you probably did. You just woke up and, and went in there and had that experience.
1: Yeah, well, the noise woke me up, I believe, the, the rattling around and, and yes. stuff like dropped. you know. And that was the cat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma did not like that, so she shooed the cat out. Oh, this reminds me, too. When my grandmother first passed, she was talking to me in my mind again. I I got that, you know, from my dad and my grandma, which is his mom. She used to have this one um, drawer and there would be things in there that I used to like to go in and look at and pull out, pull out the drawer, pull things out and look at it. Well, while I was in her room, she says in my mind, go to the drawer and, and look and see what I have in there for you. So I go to the drawer, and shortly before that, my husband and I were talking about wanting to know more about Poland and, you know, how my grandparents came here with my father and all that. So I opened the drawer, and inside are three passports, my grandpa, my grandma's, and my dad's. And I just looked up and said, oh, thank you, grandma. And she said, you're welcome. And those were never in there. Was never in there. Never.
0: That was going to be my next question. If if possibly they had been there before and you might have overlooked them, but you knowing that nope. they weren't there before, that would seem to be some sort of sign.
1: Yeah, I think, and I and I and I think, yeah, for her to say to me, "Go over there, open the drawer, and you know, I got something for you." So it was like, yeah, no, they weren't there before. Because <laughs> like I said, I would go through that drawer occasionally, and then my my sister passed away and she, I'm trying to remember, I'm sorry. Oh, take I, I you, I'm take your time, me. please. <laughs> she had cancer. Cancer runs in my family. Anyway, she had cancer, and I I was in her hospital room with her, and it was just she and I. And at that point, she was on a ventilator, like a breathing tube, you know, and stuff, and yeah. everybody, kind of, it was, you know, almost time, but I still had faith that maybe, you know, something miracle would happen. I just was in denial, I guess. Well, anyway, this overwhelming sensation of my sister left her body and she flew into my face and she was radiant and beautiful. And see, with cancer, she lost all her hair and it was, you know, it wasn't really her anymore, but she showed me herself. She she came right into me with her I saw her beautiful face blonde hair beautiful smile everything and then all of a sudden as fast as it came it left but it didn't go back into her body it like went up you know yes and i told because i took it as a sign that she was going to be all right so i called my husband and told him everything's going to be all right but shortly after that she passed and you know he came and he said i kind of knew that's what it was but she had passed And she just wanted to see you to see her, you know, the way she was, to remember her that way. Exactly. And so then shortly after that, I had to, because they wanted me to give her eulogy, so I had to buy something, something black, you know. And I was in the store, and I found a top, and I was with my other sister. And back in the day, the three of us used to go shopping all the time but my one sister was already passed and I was buying this skirt for basically her funeral. And I said, I can't find a black skirt because I already had a top. I can't find a black skirt. All of a sudden my sister's in my head and she says, Debbie, I know where there's one over here. And so I followed where I thought, you know, she wanted me to go. Sure enough, there was a black skirt.
0: And this is in the store itself.
1: In the store. Yeah. In the store. Cause we, you know, yeah, we, I was shopping, and she took me to where the, the skirt was, and I bought it. But, like I said, you know, I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, you know, that that would seem to indicate to me that this spirit activity is, is centered on you and not a certain locale, we'll say, since it's followed you, yeah. you know, into different homes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I believe. Well, it's, it, it's also happened with um, different members of my family. So mm. I think we've always had a close bond. So that's what I think.
0: Most of your experiences with the paranormal been regarding family members?
1: Uh, yeah. But as far as being psychic goes, yes, my mother always taught me to, because she thinks, she says I'm a sensitive. So she told me to always keep my mind open. And she taught me games and stuff to play. And one time, I was pregnant with my older daughter, and my mom had this card game that, you know, she would just hold the card up. There were four cards. There were shapes. And she set the shapes face up on the table, and she'd take a card from the deck, hold it up against her head. I couldn't see it, but I would know what it was because I would say this one. And she'd put the... Correct card on the correct card that she put that card on the correct area where I pointed. Like for say, for instance, it was she pulled up, she had a diamond, you know, I, and there were you know there was a like for make it. I'm sorry, I can't even explain it, but pretend there was the shapes diamond, square, circle, and I think a rectangle. Okay, and she would just hold up a card. She would just hold up a card, and I'd point diamond. It would be the diamond. She put it down, and, I, and as and as she picked up these cards and held them up, I didn't without thinking. I would just point, 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 and every time it was correct. That was just, that was the card.
0: and you say that you that- did this with your mother?
1: Yeah, and, and she's psychic too. So, did that does that make sense to you?
0: Well, yes, it does because that seems to, uh, by all indications, that kind of uh, ability seems to run in families.
1: Mhm.
0: Mhm. And we know from a Mm science-based standpoint, a lot of the genetics are passed through the mother's side of the family. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. you're a genetic mix of both parents, but it seems like a lot of things pass through the maternal line.
1: I see. Mm -hmm, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So it's not my experience, but I was six years old, and my mother had had an experience. Can I share that one? Because that kind of got
0: through my head.
1: Okay. Okay, well, um, our church priest died, and all of a sudden, he he came through our house, and my mom, she heard a voice, you are going, maybe he didn't come through, but it said, you are going to die. And my mom got so scared, we're Catholic, so she brought out the rosary, and she's praying, and, and she's, you know. All that, you know, it scared her. I was, I was six and she was 26. So we were quite young. And all of a sudden, I think then she felt the spirit of the, our father, the priest, come through. And that, that she said, I felt a little bit better because it wasn't me. But, but still, you know what I mean? She felt that. And that opened me up to allowing, because that's when she said, Debbie, keep an open mind because these things are real. And so I did, and I don't know. That's just, that just how it started, you know. Then we played these games and just opened up my mind, and I don't know.
0: Well, have you ever know. played that, uh, <laughs> that particular game with anyone besides your mother?
1: No, 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 mm-mm. But I, did, but I did find out that if I thought too much about what she had, I was wrong. I was wrong. It had to be a fast, quick hit that took me like, card, this point, card, point. Hard point. You know what I mean? Well, I thought I went with my first vision or first image in my mind.
0: Well maybe if you went at it from a almost a subconscious standpoint, then for lack of a better way to put it, you your own thoughts didn't get in your way.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. I allowed her thoughts to come into my mind and that I was right every time. Yes, exactly. That's okay, yeah. I didn't think about that. But yeah. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So now, have you had any experiences apart from that? Like Now, currently, of course, you said you live in Florida, but and most of this took place in the Chicago area. Have you had any experience yeah. since you moved to Florida?
1: I'm trying to think
0: the reason i ask sometimes people really are tied to their community for lack of a better way to put it they're really sensitive to the area where they grew up or where they spend a lot of time so that uh and oh. in, in a lot of cases these uh paranormal events can occur there rather than in a strange place
1: yeah because i'm trying to really think about it and one thing comes to mind we lived in northern florida yeah. and uh I remember driving down this one street and I came to an intersection and I got this horrible, horrible feeling in my gut. And I felt like, oh, something bad happened here. And I thought even somebody might have gotten killed here. And sure enough, in researching it, or somehow, please forgive me for not remembering, but somehow I came out that someone was shot in that spot. Oh, my. So I... I think I kind of picked up on that energy. See, that's the thing with me. I'll pick up on a lot of energy, and I feel it.
0: Well, that would be uh, actually a pretty good definition of what a sensitive does.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of
0: people, when they actually go and uh, investigate paranormal activity, typically there's uh, either someone there who who is psychic or at least sensitive <laughs> to go along with the researchers so that they can mm-hmm. point them in the right direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like that I'm, I, I can be aware of too And, then, and another thing, I guess I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that I still feel presence sometimes in my house as well Here in my house in Florida So I guess, yeah, but it's never been as, I don't know As strong as it was when I saw people yes. I don't see I seen anybody down here I just I just feel a lot
0: so uh, these presences that you mentioned, could you clarify that at all? What type of presences were that you felt?
1: Well, most of them have been really good, I like positive energy, mm-hmm. and I, I, I talk it up to my people who have passed or my guardian <laughs> angel. And and then one time I didn't feel so good, and I thought to myself, "Oh heck, no, not mm-mm-mm. so." And please forgive me, but this. Happened and I naturally use profanity.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right and, and should I say the words?
0: Well, I mean, that would be fine. Just uh, tell the story like it is.
1: Okay. Well, I'm scared to say it. But I said, I said, Philip, wrong here. So you need to get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> and what was the I reaction know, when you said it?
1: Um, I said it with such anger and such force and because I'm a strong Polish woman, and I'm not going to be messed with, that it left. It left.
0: There's a precedent for that as well. Uh, Many uh, paranormal investigators have have stated that you can't let yourself be bullied by spirits, and you have to take control and be forceful and say things like, no, you're not allowed to follow me home, you're not allowed to uh, attach to me, things of that nature, that that
1: it's Mm -hmm.
0: a good idea to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I also read somewhere that they don't like profanity, and so I thought, okay, come on. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, it's and, been
0: my considered opinion that uh, most people during the course of their life use a, at least a little bit of profanity. So I can't see that a spirit, which is ideally the energy of a deceased human, would be any more offended by profanity in the afterlife than they were in this one.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah 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 okay, okay, yeah now, in but like I said of the
0: priest now the the, instance of the priest now he may have been offended by strong language and things of that nature,
1: yeah no no, no that was my <laughs> mom's thing. she didn't say anything, she just kind of allowed it to go through, you know, so and and see, my mother really read Edgar Casey books, yes, and he was he's the sleeping prophet. Yes. And um, as I got that. older, I'm sorry.
0: As I'm familiar with it.
1: Yeah, as I got older, I read his books too, and uh, it's like, see, and that's why that's why I keep your mind open, you know, because these things are real; they happen. People can connect with higher, with their higher self, or with a higher presence, a higher being, I guess, if you will.
0: Yes. And so it's entirely possible, and, and you know, you mentioned uh, uh, the the. Possibility of dreams and things like that In the recurring dream Dreams themselves Mm -hmm. are uh, Kind of uh, a charged subject Because a lot of cultures Mm -hmm. across the planet Believe that dreaming is its own own form of reality and that the veil between the waking and the sleeping world isn't as cut and dry of course science tells us that our subconscious mm. mind sorts through everything while we're asleep and tries to make sense of everything and that's why we dream that's what science says and i know that's mm-hmm. that's overly simplified but in, in a nutshell but, yeah. but for thousands upon thousands of years people have believed that dreaming was an entirely separate existence so it would stand to reason that some strange things could come through and dream
1: yes 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 it's happened and right now i can't think of a um a specific one to share but i've had such dreams yeah people my people come to visit me my daughter too in fact my grandma who she never met yes will come and visit her and she's seen my grandma in her dreams and she she claims that she saw her in spirit and i believe her my daughter she's 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 psychic too and uh, she was being haunted by um for lack of a better term haunted by a a negative force yes and i told her i told her i said no you need to you need to not what's the word you need to call on grandma and you too need to stand your ground which i says don't worry grandma would be there grandma's our protector and um, I told her to do what I did and mom I said no you have my permission go ahead and all of a sudden she wasn't haunted anymore by these negative things she cussed him out (laughs) Uh, well
0: you know when you look at things from a a lack of a better way to put it here from the Hollywood aspect Hollywood of course sensationalizes everything and they're trying to tell a good story but if you look at it mm-hmm. from that standpoint you're you're completely helpless but
1: yeah exactly.
0: from from all the research side of this and the people I have spoken with uh i I've come to the realization that at least from that viewpoint, we have a lot more authority and control over what happens to us than we might otherwise believe
1: i believe that I believe that without a shadow of a doubt because I also believe that. Unless you feed the negative energy, it has no light. You know, it's dark. So unless you feed it, it can't grow. And I don't want to have anything to do with that. So I, I like to share my light and my love and surround my house with all of the goodness and the energy that's positive. But, oh, I mean, I just thought of another story I'd like to share, if you don't mind. Oh, please do. It's kind of a- Okay, it's kind of like a just. It's not really supernatural, but it goes again with the mind thing. I was real good friends. We worked together with this one girl, and she was Native American. And uh, we'd share all kinds of stories. And uh, she died. She passed too. And it, it was hurtful. We the job we had. We were preschool teachers, and we would laugh and have so much fun. And we just oh, and. I said something, I forget exactly. Please forgive me because I just remember this part. I said something about, that's her name. if you're fine. If you're good, show me a sign or something like that. I, honestly, I can't even remember what I said. But I'm driving mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see this license plate and it had a dream catcher on it. Yes. And I thought, well, if that's not a sign that you're okay, I don't know what is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you would seem to think so.
1: So I that's I, I I think it was though, but I didn't hear, or it didn't was no thoughts through my head. I just you know put that out there, and all of a sudden I see this, and it was like oh okay. I don't know. Was well, it's, it's a kind of a, if nothing else. Yeah right. Yeah yeah, I and mean, you know so. <laughs>
0: and and really honestly, uh, there's uh, based on research and things like that. There's no indication that every single person. Interacts with the world anymore once they pass. Away. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. I know. You're. I believe it. hmm hmm
0: So now, what would you say to people? Because there's a. There seems to be a couple of camps here. You want to just yeah call it? We'll say ghost. There's okay. Yes, yeah, ghosts. There's a camp of people who believe in ghosts. Mm -hmm. And and no matter what you say, you're not going to change their minds. And
1: the opposite
0: Mm -hmm. of that is that that camp of of individuals who refuse to believe in ghosts. And there's Mm -hmm. really not much you can tell them to change their mind. But there's those in between that think, well, Mm -hmm. it's possible, but uh, you're not really Mm -hmm. sure. What would you say to people who were kind of on the fence about spirit activity?
1: Well, I would share the experiences, the, the the three, those those are the ones that are more in my mind, because there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch. These are the I remember. I would share those. I would say, look, you know what? I physically saw my grandma's spirit, okay? Mm-hmm. My father tried to whisper in my ear. He said, hi, and my sister, with the skirt, I would tell them, no. And, and I believe that our soul's carry on you know we're, we're souls in a physical body experiencing this earth plane yes. that we ascend and we're forever and I know I saw my grandma so you know what this might sound kind of not I'll just say what I want what's on my mind Please don't. I'll say you know okay I'll say you know I don't know for sure if Jesus exists because I've never seen him but I'll tell you the spirit world sure does, because I saw my grandma. So if anything, I know that exists.
0: So to you, the spirit realm is a very tangible thing, if only metaphorical.
1: Yes, yes. And don't get me wrong, I do believe in Jesus. I was just trying to make a point, you know what I mean?
0: Well, in most religion, I mean, there's a question of faith involved. And Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the passage is evidence of things unseen. So so it's quite all right. And I I didn't take that as you making a slam against religion some people might but <laughs> interpretation you, you, you can never really control how someone interprets something but
1: yeah and that's what i yeah. okay good
0: <laughs> but but i think most people believe that there is some sort of spiritual existence and i think people are drawn toward the spiritual whether that be from a religious standpoint in any of the numerous religions that uh, mm-hmm. Exists today, or whether it's simply just I believe that there's something beyond the the physical uh, walking, talking, breathing existence.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm I watched um, before he passed, and even now with three ones, Wayne Dyer. Are you familiar with him? I'm
0: not. Uh, if you don't care, get oh, bit of background.
1: Yeah, he's. I guess a, I don't want to say motivational speaker, but he used to come on PBS and share a lot of his feelings and insights and stuff. And he he calls God source. He believes that God is the the main source and that we're all created. And I, I kind of veer towards this as well. We're all created. God created or source created all of us. And we're all love. It's just, you know, some people accept that and some people don't.
0: Well, I mean, it seems to be like the current, uh, I guess, Uh, vernacular for that seems to be uh, uh, everybody is uh, talking about positive and negative energy and whatever you give out is what you'll give back.
1: Right, 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 right. And that's kind of like what he was talking about and I wish I knew more to say word for word but the thoughts kind of don't (laughs) my thoughts don't come to me like they used to and when they do it's kind of hard to get them to come out of my mouth because Um, my brain just doesn't work like it used to and it's kind of embarrassing but that's, you know, that's where
0: well, I'm at right now. <laughs> well, life intrudes. And uh, sometimes even with the best plans, we end up, uh, mm-hmm. it, our thoughts are like one, two, squirrel. I mean, so, yeah, so, exactly. so sometimes, it, 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 we you know, especially after you've been on the planet for a while, another metaphor could be like uh, riding a bicycle with a bent wheel. It'll get you where it's going. <laughs> sometimes you got to kind of force it back on track. <laughs>
1: I like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. hmm Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. So
0: are there any other stories that you would like to share with us today?
1: Man, I'm trying to think. Um well this is kind of a I don't know if you you tell me after I explain it to you, because there's one thing I would like to say. Okay. Yeah. When I was in high school, I, I had a group of friends that I would hang around with, and we would do this one ritual type thing. And we would, we would—I don't know who came up with this. I think I did. I don't know. I must have read it or heard it somewhere. Mm -hmm. But we would. There'd be like five or six of us. One person would lay flat on the floor, and the rest of us would go would, would 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 sit around that person like Indian style, sit around. Yes. And the person who sat at the head would start. Not the chant, but the the um, reciting, I guess, if you will, of the ritual. And we we would start off with, "She's oh, God." This is going to be awful. <laughs> just, <laughs> just I'll share it you because it, it has an end. But the the words you said to get there were kind of like, "Oh my goodness!" Now that I'm listening to it, it was like, "Oh my!" No wonder, evil king. <laughs> but, but you look down at the person, and the first one says she looks dead and then everybody said it and then when you got back to the head you said she is dead and everybody said it you got back to the head and you said she's as light as a feather and it seems like everybody would say it when it got back to the head we kind of like i don't know it's almost like we lost who we were and we all our energy seemed to melt or mesh into one and then the last thing that was said was she is as light as a a feather and that went around the circle and it said at the count of three she will be light as a feather and then and that went around and then it was like one two three and we would take only two fingers on each hand, and put them underneath the person, and we would levitate that person. We would pick that person up because that person was as light as a feather, and we raised them way above the floor, over our heads.
0: so that's fascinating. And how many times were you able to do that?
1: Mm, a lot of times, quite <laughs> with different people, and then and then they did me. And oh no, I take that back. Everybody, a few people didn't weren't able to be raised up as high or at least maybe just a little bit. I'd say maybe like a few feet off the floor. I'm sorry. I told that wrong. It was way back in high school. And so when, when, when it was me, they lifted me way up. And the thing that was, the thing that happened was that, that, that whole trance thing would be broken if like, you know, you opened your eyes, the person being lifted up, opened their eyes and kind of like came back, then you're heavy. And then you fall again or they have to grab you, you know? Yes. So, it, it, would,
0: it would seem to be that that was all revolving around belief and, and focusing some sort of energy.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And as teenagers, we were not aware of that at the time. We were freaked out. But looking back as an adult at it, I know that's what I bet you. That I know that's what happened. All of our energies meshed and we were able. And then even the person being lifted, the, 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 I don't know if you want to say something happened to allow that to, you know, to allow that person to literally be light.
0: So now you so kind, I don't of, know. kind of alluded to uh, a, a negative aspect of this. Were there any any negative
1: ramifications of this? No, no, no. In fact, I was kind of <laughs> tongue-in-cheek making a joke about the I one see. negative experience. Because <laughs> there wasn't really anything negative. It was just that what was said to get, you know, the dead part, to get them to float up. Yes. So... so.
0: Do you think that, I mean, and this is just an opinion question, Mm -hmm. do you think that now you'd be able to do that?
1: Good question. Good question. I haven't done that since our time in high school, so I really don't know. I really don't know.
0: Because, and the reason I asked is that uh, a lot of times when a person's younger, their energy is clearer and and things can be done in, in youth that can't be done later in life.
1: Uh, yes, because our minds have become more clouded with you know like you said things on this planet mm-hmm. so, yeah truths,
0: it, it's 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 kind of hard not to be flippant but it, it's kind of difficult to be uh esoteric when you're concerned about things like you know paying bills and cutting grass and
1: things see, of that nature, and I'm glad you used that term esoteric because I think that was the word I was trying to look for, yes I see. yes it is. it is though because yeah life 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 checks in or comes in, and you kind of like have to, like you said, go with all that, and it kind of leaves you, you know?
0: That's true. So based on all your experiences, I would be inclined to say that you are a, a believer in the paranormal.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love to watch all that stuff on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I look and see, you know, and, I, I, and the funny thing is that I live where... There are haunted houses and stuff. Yes. But I don't realize that they are <laughs> until afterwards. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I never saw anything. There's supposed to be, you know, ghosts in there. How come I've never seen one? So, you know, I'm 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 really wanting to go to there's a place in Florida, Saint Augustine, yes. that's very haunted. Yes. And I'm dying, I'm biting at the bit to be able to um go and visit some of the haunted places now because I've been to those never knowing they were and it's oh take that back there's, there's um, the fort that um, is right there on St. Augustine Spanish Fort I think or something yes. and I remember walking through there and I got this awful feeling this awful feeling and that's because I picked up on that energy of all those poor people that had bad things happen to them
0: yes that would be a distinct mm-hmm. possibility. Anyone that's sensitive to, has tendency to pick up things of that nature.
1: Yeah, I didn't see anything. I felt it. And I could share another thing with you, too. Okay. I, we, my, my husband is retired military. That's how we moved around so much. But we were living in Charleston, South Carolina at the time. And I remember we went downtown Charleston. And um, they had this place called The Marketplace. My okay. young... I think I was like 25 years old, I didn't tie anything together, and I'm going through this marketplace, and all of a sudden, you know, that's where people sold like crafts and, you know, stuff like that, and I'm going through there, and I have this awful, awful feeling in my stomach, and I'm getting a little bit sick, and I'm thinking, no, I got to get, and it was, it was open, but it was roofed, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, but I, I told my husband, I said, I got to get out of here. I can't stand this. So then, you know, we got out and I got, I got, and it was a little bit dark in there because of the roof, you know, so I got out into the sunshine and I had to literally sit down and he, and I, and I said, what's wrong with me? He said, don't you know what that was? And I'm like, no, that's where they sold the slaves.
0: Oh, I see.
1: In that marketplace. I picked up on all that energy.
0: So that would be a lot of negative energy
1: to pick up on. Yes, yes, yes. Even though we were in a happy place yes. and people were suffering, I, 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 I picked up on what was there before. I see,
0: and, and mm-hmm. then that's totally understandable given what you've told me previously. And if, if you are yeah. sensitive because these things, uh, most people believe that impressions like that never go. And uh, you, if someone comes along mm-hmm. that is sensitive to it, then you'll see it uh, the same as, as it was back when yeah. it happened.
1: When it happened. hmm I didn't see, but I felt. And I never went back. I couldn't go back in there. I did not go back in there after that. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: So, uh, was there any other negative reactions you'd had like that?
1: There was something with the Ouija board. Do you want to know about that? Sure. Okay. My mother was the one who introduced the Ouija board into the house. Okay. And um, we would use it, and her nails were the only thing touching that little thingy, yes. and then my my fingers. So I knew we weren't maneuvering it. We went with where it went, right? It guided us. Okay. And... And in the beginning, we asked what was your name, and it said Bobby. And we were sort of having fun and playing with him, you know, asking questions, getting answers. My father always thought that my mom was nuts. <laughs> he said, "Come in, come in." He tolerated her, but you know, he she said. So he he came in. She sat down with him. Let's play. He's all right. So once again, just her fingernails, and he had his hands his fingers, rather, on the deal, and it just flew And my pocket, took his hands off of, <laughs> off of the thing, and he said, oh, my God. But anyway, so other people would come in, and we would, you know, with my mom, we'd ask Bobby questions, and he'd answer, and he was very benign and very nice. And so one day, we were doing it, and uh, the wand, or whatever you call that deal, just went back and forth, shh, shh, shh back and forth, didn't answer any questions, didn't do anything, and I was like, something's weird, something strange, you know, and I don't know if body changed, or if he just left and something else came, but all of a sudden, my mother started acting really weird, she was becoming very angry, and very bitter, and just different personality. And she would pick fights with my dad, and she would become physical with us. And I thought, no. And, oh, and I remember my dad said, get rid of that board. No, she got all like, belligerent. No, don't touch that board. And no, you can't take that away. And I thought, no, something's not right here. So without my mother's knowledge, I snuck the Ouija board out of the house and threw it in the garbage can outside, yes. you know. And anyway, this, the, the the entity or whatever, the, the 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 physical thing was removed from our home. I didn't think the prayer cleanse because I didn't know about that back then. I was really young. But all of a sudden, my mom started changing back to herself, and I thought, eh, mm-hmm, I knew.
0: <laughs> well, sounds like you dodged a very big bullet there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was pulling my mother in. I'm like, oh no, Mm -mm." my mom's. See, that's funny because my mom was rather a gentle soul. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want to say naive, but she didn't grow up in the city. She grew up in the country and she was rather naive, not naive, but rather, you know, kind and gentle. And those sometimes prey on gentle minded people.
0: This is true, and and there's uh, been uh, numerous th- instances where people have uh, used a spirit board and had seriously negative effects from it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just was like, mm-mm. And, I, mm-mm. and it's so funny because for not wanting to get rid of it, she never asked what happened to it or where did it go.
0: Well, some people might say it wasn't actually her that didn't want it to be gotten rid of.
1: Say it again, I'm sorry? I said
0: some people might say that it wasn't actually her
1: that didn't want it uh-uh. gotten rid of. Oh, understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm telling you, she wasn't herself. Hmm.
0: Well, I'm glad you were able to remove that uh, obstacle and get rid of it.
1: Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so the, all these have, go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: I was just going to say, are, are there any other stories you'd like to share with
1: none that come to mind I mean th- these things have happened to me over the course of my lifetime since I was six years old yes. so, uh, so I, I can't remember some of them and then when we, when we get to talking I do but right now I think I'm a little bit going uh, so back
0: Now, uh, I oh, will okay. ask a couple other questions here uh, do you have please, a, please. a website or are you on a group where people might be able to go on the social media channels and learn more about your stories and stuff of that, of that nature.
1: Well, I I have just recently joined Ghost Facebook thingy if you will. Yes. And I went on there, I went on there and shared two of my stories, the ones about my dad. Yes. The two I told him about and then I believe is that your wife? Yes. She approached me and uh e uh, PM'd me and asked if I would like to do this. But that's the only group if you will that I'm with now. I see. I can't remember. See, my brain's toast. I can't even remember the name of it. I think it's True Ghost Stories. And that's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's on Facebook. But anyway, that's that's the only group that I've joined. And it took me a while to do that because I'm sometimes I allow my fear to keep me from doing more. I understand. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I be want to really take Reiki classes. I think that's how you say it. Reiki, Reiki. Yes. And try try to get into some kind of spiritual healing, but I'm scared, so it's like, oh, come on, Debbie, let's do this.
0: (laughs) Well, I would think if you do some preparation and some some research that uh, you probably can get uh, connected with someone that can help you with that.
1: Yeah, I think I'd like to do that, you know
0: well if there's nothing else at the moment that you would like to share i think that uh, i'll just say thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your stories and we look forward to talking to you again soon
1: oh, okay i appreciate it thank you very much it was good to like air it out and get it off my chest
0: this is charles romans and on behalf of myself and our guests thank you for joining us on this walk through the shadows of legend if you like what you heard please follow us and visit our website at ShadowsofLegend.com and support our Patreon page to help keep the content flowing. And if you would like to be a guest and share your own brush with a stranger paranormal, don't hesitate to email us and include a contact number. The strange and surreal, the normal and the paranormal are all aspects of the world in which we live. As you reflect upon the stories we have shared, keep in mind that the people sharing these stories are actual real people just like us. Were the stories shared compelling enough to be given credibility or should they be relegated to the deeper part of the shadows? But when determining this, it might be a good idea to keep an open mind because when we look around, we might discover that our own world is less brightly lit than we once thought. Until next time, I'll be waiting for you in the shadows of legend.